Welcome everybody to Eyewitness News Mornings at 10. We've got a lot to talk about right now. I know cold is yeah. definitely going to be a topic. Yeah, no, no Yikes. doubt about that. I mean, you could just see outside where people are just so cold because they, they got the shoulders up. Cold. That's yeah. the key giveaway with the shoulders <laughs> up trying to do everything yes. you can. Not so the gonna, 17 layers that they're wearing. Uh, that That's too, not it's hard to see some people's faces because oh, yeah. they're covered up, which is a good yeah. idea. We'll have a doctor on in a little bit yeah. to mm -hmm. show you just how important that is. Also, some other headlines we're following in the news this morning, including this. The man suspected of going on a stabbing spree in Queens now now in police custody and charged with attempted murder. Janice, you just visited the neighborhood where he was captured yesterday, and now we're learning that he may be connected to other crimes. We'll have the latest on that investigation as it continues coming up. And back to the cold. It's been a big story all week mm -hmm. long, the brutal winter weather. We have more snow on the way for tomorrow. Behind that, dangerous cold sets back in for Saturday. So we're not just going to give you the forecast, although I'll have that too, but we're also bringing in a couple of uh, familiar faces to the show to prep you for the rest of winter. And who else? But Nina Pineda, of course. Nina, what do you have for us this morning? Good morning, guys. I'm looking at this hose right here, and I'm realizing that I did not take the hoses in from outside, which can cause a real problem when these temperatures drop. So we're going to be uh, telling you about seven tips to winterize around the house or apartment, which could really save you a lot of money in the long run. I'm sure I'm going to see a lot of things that I forgot to do, too. So thank you for that, <laughs> Nina. Um, so Nina's covering your home. And then you mentioned it, Mike, that John White, he is going to be covering you and your health as you try to navigate this cold weather. You know him. Um, he's made several appearances right here on Mornings at 10, Dr. White. Now he is going to be joining us at the table later in the show. We look forward to that. We thought the doctor should experience the cold firsthand <laughs> right here in New York City yeah. to give us a true yes. account of Tell what we should do. Feel about it. Yeah, excited to have him here at the table. So what do we need to know? Because it's not just the cold today. Mm -hmm. More snow coming tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right. So we have the cold today, more snow tomorrow, and then temperatures drop again heading into Saturday. We're looking at another day with potentially dangerous cold. So a lot going on in the forecast. I want to get you outside on this Thursday morning. 10 o'clock right now, 27 degrees. A mostly cloudy sky. You see 27 in New York City, in Islip, Bridgeport, and Belmar. But we're at 23 right now in Sussex and Morristown. Then you factor in the wind. The wind is lighter, but it still makes a big difference. And it feels like teens for a lot of the suburbs. 13 is what it feels like in Newburgh. 19 in Trenton. 14 in Poughkeepsie. Feels like 20 degrees in Central Park. Also wanted to mention a few flurries for Central and Northern uh, New Jersey here. Light snow not necessarily accumulating, but what's coming tomorrow will. As we zoom out and look off to our west, you can see the next system sliding through. That one going to bring the accumulating snowfall for Friday. So today, cloudy and cold, but tomorrow, even by daybreak, we think the snow showers start by 5 or 6 with the brunt between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Not great timing when it comes to a commute, right? That commute home is going to be slow because of the slick conditions. This snow wraps up Friday night and then Saturday. We're back to the dangerous cold. Snowfall totals from New York City north one to three inches from the southern borough south, uh, really I-78 south. That's three to six inches of snow. snow. So no surprise winter weather advisories issued in parts. This is all what we're looking ahead to tomorrow. But today it's the frigid temperatures. Highs just close to freezing. Okay, we've been warned. Also this story that we've been talking about, in fact, since it broke here yesterday at 10 o'clock, the case of this serial stabber in Queens. Mm -hmm for people in this neighborhood because there have been three stabbings in Springfield Gardens and that led to a day-long manhunt and the eventual arrest of 27-year-old Jermaine Rigger. Cops found that hunting knife allegedly used in the attacks as well. So the question now is, did he commit other crimes and why? Eyewitness News reporter Janice Yu just visited the neighborhood where police captured the suspect last night. She has the latest for us. Janice? 
Good morning, guys. Yeah, talk about terrifying. So I was in that neighborhood, and if they didn't know who Jermaine Rigger was, they certainly had heard about those stabbings there, though. It was spread uh, online and throughout the community, so people were well aware. But police say at this point, this is a seemingly unprovoked attack. These victims did not know each other. Rigor does not have an obvious criminal history either, so the motive at this point remains unclear. And right now he is inside the 113th precinct here behind me, but later he will be making an appearance in front of a judge at Queens Criminal Court. Now the 27 year old is charged with attempted murder, assault and criminal possession of a weapon for the string of stabbings on or nearby subways and an MTA bus. Now authorities do say they are taking a look at the possibility that he's responsible for another stabbing, this one on a subway in Brooklyn. Luckily, all of the alleged victims are going to survive and we've also learned he works as a greeter at Woodhull Hospital in Brooklyn and he was arrested yesterday here at his home in Springfield Gardens just blocks from where he allegedly attacked several people and inside that home detectives say they found the knife that hunting knife he allegedly used during the stabbings and I talked to some neighbors who say that neighborhood in that neighborhood. People know each other. They look after one another. So hearing about the string of stabbings was certainly unsettling. My mom walk around here, my, my grandfather got family that walk around here. Yeah. We don't condone none of that around yeah. here. All the home stabbing and a little girl got stabbed. I got a, a daughter. I'm a single father, so yeah. I take it personal. Well, police are planning to hold a news conference at 11 at police headquarters. We will have a crew there and we'll have much more on this coming up at Eyewitness News at noon. I'll send it back to you guys live in Queens, Janice, U Channel 7 Eyewitness News. All right. Thanks so much for that, Janice. Really glad the police found their suspect. Absolutely terrifying. Those stabbings, not the only transit crime that we've been watching. We're also learning about two more stabbings underground, one in the Bronx, one at Columbus Circle, and now new images of a suspect police hope you can find. Uh, the man helped them find, at least. The man they believe shot and killed a beloved school crossing guard on a three train in Crown Heights over the weekend. Eyewitness News reporter Phil Tate spending the morning in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, digging for details. So, Phil, what do we know? Yeah, well, right now, the NYPD is hard at work trying to find those responsible behind those two stabbing incidents, along with Sunday's fatal shooting. As we continue to learn more details about 45-year-old Richard Henderson, who was shot on board that three train headed to Manhattan over at the Rockaway Avenue station. And police say it was right here at this station, just right behind me at Franklin Avenue, where they found him. I want you all to take a look at your screen right now as we got a first look as the NYPD shared this photo. This is the suspect they believe to be responsible in this death deadly shooting incident. Well, they say the alleged gunman is a man with dreadlocks, last seen wearing a black jacket, black hood, dark colored sneakers, and a dark colored pants. Well, police say Sunday's tragedy spiraled out of an argument over loud music between two other people. Well, that's when shots rang out, hitting Henderson twice in the torso. Detectives believe the gunman got away before the train pulled into the Franklin Avenue stop. Now, in a separate incident at the Columbus Circle subway station, police are also looking for this person that you see on your screen wanted in connection to a stabbing on board a D train that left a 42 year old man injured. The victim is expected to be okay. And according to NYPD Comstats, there are 94 transit crime incidents so far this year compared to 70 for the year just gone with a 34.3% increase. And for commuters we spoke with today, we got a bit of mixed reaction. Every day we go out there to work, we're taking a big risk. It's a risk. 
and we definitely would love to see more police officers in the subways. I feel very safe on the train. I feel like most of the time I have my community around me and just like having those people around protects me. Um, I feel very safe on the subway. Um, I wish, wish there was less police on the subway. I'm not afraid, but you know, you have to be aware of your surroundings and look because I have to, I have to go to work. And so I have to commute. So this is my only way of commuting, either the trains or the bus. I don't feel unsafe. I mean, it makes you question stepping into help in situations. It makes you not want to do that kind of thing, but which is which is too bad. But um, I'm not going to like stop riding the train. And this D-train incident was just one of three stabbings that happened yesterday. We're learning from police that a 19-year-old was stabbed on a two-train over at the East 180th Street stop. Well, this is a story that we will continue to follow. That's the very latest here in Crown Heights. I'm Phil Tate, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. All right, Phil, thank you. Some other news we're following this morning. FDNY Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh spending the day in D.C. continuing this push for e-bike battery safety. She's taking part in a panel discussion on the dangers of those lithium-ion batteries. This is happening at the U.S. Conference of Mayors. Now, yesterday, she met with lawmakers to talk about legislation that would create some new regulations for these batteries, all in an effort to prevent potentially deadly fires. It's a great day. We've got a lot more meetings to go, but so far, uh, no no's and a lot of yeses. Last year, I mean, this number is just so staggering. Last year, lithium-ion battery fires killed 18 people in the city. Another day, another legal challenge for New York City's controversial congestion pricing plan. Later today, a group of New Yorkers plan to announce a class action lawsuit. The suit demands that a full environmental impact study be conducted before the MTA moves forward with implementing congestion pricing. The plaintiffs in the case say the looming plan will hurt local businesses and create a traffic nightmare as drivers take alternate routes to avoid paying the toll. Former New York City Comptroller Scott Stringer appears to be ready to make another run at mayor of New York. Stringer set to file some paperwork with the city's campaign finance board. This is to launch an exploratory committee that would be his second attempt at trying to run for office in that way. His 2021 bid collapsed after those allegations of sexual misconduct came to light from a longtime associate. He's the first Democrat to throw his hat in the ring for the 2025 mayoral election. He would look to unseat Mayor Adams. It will be a tough uphill climb, though. No challenger has defeated an incumbent New York City mayor since David Dinkins beat Ed Koch back in 1989. You guys fans of uh, Madonna? Of course. The I material mean, girl. She's yeah. the original I mean, she's legend. Icon, pop icon, right? Yes. Well, okay. two Madonna fans are actually crying foul over the material girl and her tardiness during concert. She's on this big tour right now. Yes, she is. Um, Michael Fellows from Brooklyn and Jonathan Had from the Bronx. Both of them have filed a lawsuit against the pop superstar. They say their tickets to see the pop diva back in December at Barclays. Um, they didn't get to see her. The, the show would start at 8.30, but she didn't hit the stage until, get this, 10.45. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like, really late. That's like a common Very late. thing, though, right? With uh, a lot well, of uh, we'll talk artists. about it. Uh, they claim that because of her late start, the concert didn't let out until 1 a.m., forcing them to endure limited public transportation, ride-sharing options, and increased public and private transportation costs. So the pair added that the concert had an effect on their lives the next day since they had to get up early for work or take care of their family responsibilities. The lawsuit was filed in Brooklyn. It includes Madonna, Live Nation, Barclays Center. It's also seeking class action status because the pair say that they believe other Madonna concert goers may have endured the same thing. The suit seeking unspecified damages. Not the first time Madonna 
has been sued over this similar situation. She mm. faced a lawsuit in 2019 in Florida, I yeah. believe, one in Nevada as well in 2020. Fans upset with this type of behavior, but it, it's not it's unique, becoming right? more and more yeah. commonplace. Mm -hmm. uh, Madonna is definitely not in a league by herself with this. You have other people who are notorious for this, like Lauren Hill, who recently had to address this to her fans. I don't think a lot of people liked how she addressed it and what she said about it. Um, but these lawsuits could change the game because now it's involving other entities, not just the artist. You're talking about Live Nation, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the venue. Um, so there's other liabilities there that may cause these um, artists to now want to really show up on time. We'll right. see. Well, I'm all for an earlier bedtime, so. <laughs> we all are. I mean, I get it. I get you know, it. You think you're, you're going to be home maybe at midnight yeah. or you're hoping to be yeah. or something like that. And anyway, during the previous lawsuits, Madonna responded to those particular lawsuits by saying the queen is never late. I saw that. So. That People icon. feel like it's very inconsiderate, but I mean, but the queen is it's late. Madonna. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, coming up, how would you guys like a four-day work week? I'd be into it. I don't know if I'd like. It yeah. You don't know? Right. Well, for some do. people, don't, shh, shh, for some people in the city, that yeah. could actually become a reality. So New York City is testing out this new scheduling option for some city workers that will allow them to work four days a week as long as their hours match the typical five-day worker. Mayor Adams says it's an effort to recruit and retain city workers. The option applies to members of DC 37, the largest union, by the way, representing public employees who can't work remotely. Well, we're talking about construction crews, yeah. city park workers, and the move comes months after the city started allowing a variety of employees, especially at the manager level, to work from home a couple of times a week. So post-pandemic, I think this has become even more of a focus. This has yeah. been talked about for a while, but now with the hybrid schedules for some industries I don't know I don't know I mean I think it works and there's actually scientific study behind it um, Gallup shared this study an experiment conducted in Iceland between 2015 and 2019 found that reducing hours while keeping pay the same increased productivity and there's a bunch of other countries around the world who have employed this and have found the same. Depends on the industry. You so guys I guess. say you don't know. I know. I am all in favor of this. <laughs> There's I mean, no question. Most of us work 10 hours a day anyway. Yes. So if we yes. could just, you know, cut Could that work in our industry? Because we can't work remotely. Well, so... How do we... Where there's a will, there's a way. And I got a lot of <laughs> will here, that. people. I would love to only work four days a week. But you've been so busy lately. It's just you can't. Exactly. I mean, That's why I would love to work four days a week. <laughs> I mean, but, but say you were off today, you can talk about the cold. Tomorrow we've got the snow. She's see? okay with that. That's yeah. what she's trying to tell you, Some Mike. Of us, but Mike. we are not okay with that. We need you to fill us in. <laughs> Some of us, Mike, like our days off. Am I ruining your pitch? <laughs> yeah. Dr. John White has helped us through so many big health topics. He has. Had a lot of fun along the way as well. But he is here in person for the yes. first time usually it's digitally welcome dr thanks White. for having me it's great to be with you so yeah. great how does it you. feel to be in studio with it us feels nice <laughs> <laughs> not nervous uh, maybe just a little bit. Look at you. I love that intro. I'm going to make my kids watch it. Uh, no, it's great. Well, we were talking about the kids. You know, you had, so you're in D.C. in the first snow in two years. Yeah. So the kids were mm -hmm. able to to play in that. You know, our kids have been playing in this, whatever you call this, snow slush, whatever, whatever freezing is. rain. Mm -hmm. But there are some real things that we need to be aware of, too, Absolutely. right? Yes, yes. I mean, we know that you're in D.C., you're here in New York, and, you know, the people who are traipsing around this town, like, how do we, how do we stay safe? The first thing is you have to stay informed. It's mm -hmm. important to listen to the weather. And we all have, you know, apps on our phone. Sure. I, I actually have an app on my scale that tells me <laughs> what the weather is that day. <laughs> Good. And you then want to dress appropriately. 
and it is about layering and people sometimes forget about that yeah. it's you need to stay warm because even being outside in temperatures below you know freezing 10 minutes can yeah. result in frostbite on unexposed extremities. 10 minutes. 10 Ooh. minutes when it's below 32 degrees. Well, so, and, and Danny, you know, I know you have a lot of questions too. I but, do. You know, I... Um, <laughs> First of all, I think that we should give a, an official diagnosis yeah. Um, yeah. that a meteorologist is always better than an app. Uh, I just wanted you to hear that from yeah. the doctor himself. Okay. Um, but and I'm, I said, you know, get informed, listen to the informed. news, and that's talk to your meteorologist. Straight so from I can the call doctor you. himself. Just oh call God. me. Uh, <laughs> I'm wondering, what are some things to watch out for when it comes to frostbite or hypothermia? What are kind of some indicators? Right, Ooh. absolutely. And, and it's really about the extremities that are most at risk. So we kind of know it's about our hands and, and our fingertips. And mine were getting cold yesterday when I was waiting for an Uber. I thought, where are my gloves? I didn't yeah. have them. But it's also our nose and our earlobes. Oh, we kind of forget about that. And it's really, you know, those feelings of it starting to hurt. Okay. It's starting to tingle a little. That's when you really need to think, I need to get warm because this is going to cause problems. A couple of, because we're, you know, the time's always like rushing by here, but a couple of rapid fire. To that point, yeah. you talk about the pain. What about for kids, though, that it's hard to really assess, is it just they're uncomfortable? Is it truly painful? Because they don't always want to keep the gloves on or the mittens or they something. Don't. That's right. My little guy, he's two years yeah. old. He doesn't ever want to keep his mitts on. No, and, and they don't always say it. And right. the other challenge is they often get wet when they're outside because they mm. took them we off. Were sledding the and other then day, they're and that's filled what with yeah. snow because they fall off. And that puts you at greater risk as well about then getting hypothermic. Mm. The other thing is that people haven't heard much about is this concept of cold weather dehydration. So oh. it's much easier to become dehydrated because during the wintertime we don't sweat as much. Right, right? Right. So we're not losing as much water through perspiration. So you'd recommend we don't that drink as much. For people Good hydration. What about people and who work outside? Absolutely. You're out there for hours upon hours. Right. You want to have that water. And that also helps with your blood volume, which mm. is going to keep you warmer. Now, the challenge is with all the layering and drinking all the water, sometimes that you can gotta create go to the facility. Yeah. issues. <laughs> but it is important to stay hydrated during the winter, and people don't think about that. So more snow coming here tomorrow. And let's talk about shoveling, because oh, yeah. for the yeah. first time in a couple of years, mm -hmm. people are out there shoveling now, and they think, you know, maybe I can handle yeah. it. What do you need to watch out for to not overexert sure. yourself? Sure. And people should realize it is true. Heart attacks, 5% increase during the winter months compared to other times of the year. Yeah. And part of it is, okay, many of us haven't been you know, working out despite New Year's resolutions. You go outside because you need to clean that driveway, you need yeah. to clean that sidewalk, and you overdo it. You're not bundled up, right? So you're gonna get cold. That constricts our blood vessels. And if you already have some blockages in your heart, that might precipitate a heart attack. So you need to listen to your body. You need to say, hey, I don't feel right feeling yeah. chest pain, you might be feeling a little dizzy, and you don't have to do it all at once. And I'll tell you, my mother, as soon as it started to snow, she'd be outside. Yeah, right. Yeah. Shoveling. Yeah, I was, uh, well, and here it's, it's a like, law. hold on, hold on. You, you can yeah. wait a little while. my dad in Queens, he's chest. always shoveling that yeah. corner property that they have, and I worry about him because right. he's elderly. And so that's good heavy advice. when you think about it, Thank especially you. as it gets wet, Ugh. trying to lift it up, yep. and we tend not to bend down and squat mm -hmm. to do it. We tend mm -hmm. to bend over, and then our back good, hurts. Good so it is about you know getting some help sometimes or, or doing it you know, in shifts. One Thank one you. way to solve it all. I'm not a doctor, but uh, summer. <laughs> yeah. So Don't be a hero, Dad. Yeah, you, you know well. you're the you alpha male. Don't be a hero. Yeah. No. Hire somebody. 
and listen to your Perfect. meteorologist. Yes. yes, that's the prescription. Dr. White, thank you, thank you so you. much. Thanks for having Good me. Good to have you in studio. <laughs> we just talked about we are feeling the chill, truly the first big cold snap of the season, and that may mean brushing up on your cold weather savings tips. So our girl Nina Pineda hitting the store early to make sure, you know, you know what you need to grab. Look at you inside the hardware store. It's awesome. You know, I am I am a veteran at this, so I know how to stay warm and stay stay indoors, guys. Uh, this is the thing. You know, it's even better than ordering uh, from Amazon and getting it right away, needing it immediately and coming right to a place like your hometown hardware store, uh, which is mine in Closter, New Jersey. This is actually called Hometown Hardware, and it is a small business, and I needed this stuff right away because I got back from vacation, was standing in the kitchen, and I could feel like a breeze on my toes. Oh, no. So I came to my hardware store. I met Katie Sutton, Hi. and Katie, I was standing here kind of confused, and you said, you know, what yeah. do you, I didn't know what size. So why is this, this kind of stuff important? It's so important because the draft actually really, like, it just makes that that energy bill go up as the heat keeps trying to raise that level it's not going to happen because that draft is still bringing in cold air mm -hmm. so underneath anyone's door you can have a cut to size sort of a draft buster right so if you don't know what size door you exactly. have exactly you just want a quick easy solution okay it slides underneath the door and it's like a little foam pocket blocks that air okay and that's fourteen dollars yes right and and then you were showing me this I don't have an air conditioning unit but a lot of people in apartments in the city mm -hmm. do oh, why is this important and what will this kind of thing do Katie you know what the air conditioner it's so heavy sometimes you don't want to have to take it out of the window mm-hmm I mean sometimes you can't and so year-round air conditioning is at least just sitting there it really makes it cold my room was like 15 degrees because of it and so I had to put this in there okay seals it up so this as if you have a closed window of insulated one so, and it's necessary because those lot have a lot of gaps yeah and how much is this oh this guy I don't actually know. All right, we'll find that out <laughs> later. Okay, and then let's move on to this um, this this tape. Of, you should put this oh, around yeah. windows and... But this and, is important. Okay. We sell this all the time. It's a self-sticking tape, okay? So it goes on where the hinges are in the door for that little draft. Mm -hmm. And then what you can do is you can put it in the window, how it slides up and down between those two panes. There's usually like about a fraction of an inch. And then you can feel that coming in. Oh, yeah. One of my daughter's rooms is really cold and the other one is warm, but I know it's because we have that yeah. gap in between. And if you have an older window, right? the glass is not insulated usually around that frame. And so that's why we have um, these guys up here. Okay, and this is 449. And then I like this as well because with the windows and um, you can actually put this, this is kind of just like saran wrap for your window, oh, right? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, it's like um, basically you're, you're shrink wrapping it or like a space bag for your window. Uh -huh. You apply this, it's a clear wrapping, and then you take blow dryer. Oh, a blow dryer, Charlene. Charlene <laughs> <laughs> loves blow dryers. Ouch. She loves to steal people's blow dryers. <laughs> so okay. you blow dried under the window. Right. And this is a four pack, three pack for 12 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So for $4 each, you just take that, you seal it around, and then you hit it with a hair dryer. Oh my God, it's so important. That makes a really yeah. big difference? Mm -hmm. okay. I used to live in the, the way north, and this is the only way I stayed warm. All right. Yes, yeah, you lived in Michigan, and you, yeah, did, const very snowy. you did construction with your dad, yeah. so I'm going to take it from 
from you. So one of the things I wanted to tell our audience also, and we're going to go to some videotape, is about um, gutters. Mm -hmm. um, and I know this from experience. If you do not clear your gutters, um, that, that you're going to have a really big problem with oh, ice yeah. damming and things like that. So you want to make sure you clear your gutters, clear all those leaves away, and then very, very important, direct that water away from the house. Because when this ice damming in the snow starts melting, if that water is not directed away from your house, and I know this because we did this and we had all this water going onto our porch and it ended up all over the kitchen. So not only do you have to clear the gutters, you have to direct that water, the drainage away from your house. And then a very interesting thing that I learned, and we're gonna back up here. We're in some videotape now, so just come with me, Katie. I'll take the hair dryer because okay. I, it's very important I stay with this. Another very important thing is uh, that I learned with snow on your roof, mm -hmm. okay, if you have a snowy roof, it means that you are well insulated in the attic because the snow did not melt. Because the heat didn't come out through the top. The heat did not come yep. out through the top. And if you have a, a clear attic right now, that means that you don't have enough insulation in your attic, right? Mm -hmm. You can come with me, Katie. Oh, okay. And so if you look around at your house and your neighbor's house, we had snow on our roof, and that meant that we had bad insulation in the attic because no you had, we had good insulation right what is it i was gonna say um like when people wear a hat to keep the warmth inside their head it's right. like that the roof is the is your is the right. of the house <laughs> and if it's insulated that'll keep all the cold air out okay so you you want a snowy roof yes you do want a snowy roof because you don't it, want snowy gutters okay if you have an if you have a roof that's clear right now you should check the insulation inside definitely right and then you know i learned this the other day um from our folks at psc and g 68 degrees sounds cold to me but if you set your thermostat at 68 degrees it's actually going to be um, better because if you by lowering even to I think 7 mm -hmm. to 10 degrees um, oh, yeah. for 8 hours a day so you have a smart thermostat you can save a whopping 10% off your bill. Yeah because it's going to keep trying to hit 75 or whatever it is you set it to uh -huh. and it's ne not going to be able to get to that temperature so it's going to run all day. Right. It costs a lot more money. It's not worth it because it stays just as comfy when it's seven, uh, 68, 69. Right and there's always that thing about also closing the opening the windows on the sunny side letting yes. some sun in really small things that mm -hmm. can save you a lot of money also even those curtains those uh those solar curtains they block out all the cold air okay super and you know what i bought these yesterday i went to buy them and then uh uh andrew said oh you can take these on the house mm -hmm. but i was uh, astounded because the pretzels were 79.9 i don't know if you guys have ever had these dots yes. pretzels are like insanely good. So good but for these pretzels were more expensive than some of these heating things that can save you thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, this is a small, a small price to pay. Exactly, definitely. Shirlene, I am not taking this back for you, but I hope you, you guys learned some tips. And thank you very much, Katie. You're very welcome. Helping us uh, nice save some money. So nice. Help. Thank you. I have to get some more things for the house. You guys have any questions? I can relay them. Don't forget the pretzels. No, just that I wish okay. that I could keep my I'll thermostat the lower back. than 72. Um, yeah. But I can't. Yeah, it's, it's important. To, I don't like it that cold, but you can really save a lot of money. Right. And with save heating big. costs really high, um, it's yeah. important to kind of... Especially when you're at work in the so, day. Uh, yeah. Thank you so Buy much. a smart thermostat that you can set it during the day if you're at work. You can put it to come on higher when you're on your way home. Or just, you, yeah. Thank you, Nina. Thanks, you can just Nina. use the hair dryer and blow it in your exactly. face. Or you could do that. I have a little girl who wears a tutu and a tank top and Elsa boots. That's all. That's perfect. So that's why the thermostat like is so high. Typical at home. Let's put some more clothes on, shall we?